Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Radio Locker Room Post Game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Almost forgot my title that I've given myself over the past five years, but it happens. We are all learning Locker Room on the fly. Thank you so much for joining me on this new app. Thank you all for listening. Uh, let's get right into it after I just killed two and a half minutes there. Uh, man, what a exciting ending to the game uh, the the overtime buffalo was clearly they haven't won in so long it was very obvious that they were absolutely fine going to the shootout uh, if nothing obvious pre- uh, presented itself in the overtime they wanted to get to that coin flip they know the flyers are no good in shootouts as bad as buffalo is you know they do have a little bit of skill to be able to try to steal one uh what to say about this Flyers team? It shows a lot that they were able to stick to their game and ultimately take over against a uh, a Buffalo team they are light years better than. Is light years, uh, is it a measure of distance or time? I can never remember. Uh, but they are so far ahead of, they are so far ahead of Buffalo that this should have never been a game. Uh, it's starting to worry me that the Flyers are, We've said multiple times the Philadelphia Flyers are a good team with a glaring flaw, and it is their team defense. It's not just the players, you know, who whose position is listed as defender. Team defense is a huge issue for this team. Every team has holes. Every team is looking uh, is looking for something. Uh, no, no one's perfect out there. That's what I'm trying to get across. And it. I thought this team was good enough to overcome their defensive deficiencies. I thought their offense was deep enough to overcome it. Early in the season, their goaltending was good enough to kind of bail out the defensive deficiencies. But watching this game, and they won, and that's awesome. And we're going to talk about that because getting two points is all that ultimately matters in the regular season. You come away with two points. You did your job. But – against better teams than Buffalo who are going to allow you to stay in a game because you are so much better than them is this defense and not again not just the defenders but the team defense I think it was on the uh the second Reinhardt goal uh like Travis Konechny was right there and just just kind of watched as as Reinhardt buried the puck uh was in position to make a defensive play and just was unable to is this defense so bad uh, team-wide that they're not able, that they won't be able to uh, reach their to reach their ultimate potential? Is there glaring, is there one glaring deficiency enough to stop them 
from ultimately taking advantage of what they have, what the positives are of this team, the deep offense, the ability to come back, uh, goaltending that should eventually bounce back. And we can get to Carter Hart. I'm sure there will be plenty of comments about Carter Hart uh, once I get to all your comments. But it's, uh, it's, it's questionable whether or not this team will be able to overcome their defensive issues. That said, uh, they do overcome them tonight again against a much, much worse Buffalo team, uh, a team that the Flyers should have blown out and honestly played well enough to beat them, but their breakdowns were so bad, they just gave them goals. It was, uh, yeah, sure, a goalie can make a save every now and then, absolutely bail you out, and I think that happened quite a bit earlier in the season. It has not been happening lately. Is this defense so bad that they're not going to be able to overcome against much better teams? And I think that's the uh, I think that's the issue we're going to run into with these Philadelphia Flyers as we move forward. But let's get to the positives. Let us get to the positives. Uh, the Flyers, I mean, absolutely own the uh, the shot and shot attempt battle. I'm bringing up I'm bringing up the box score as we speak because again, I had no idea how to use locker room until like I signed in tonight. Mistake on my part, perhaps, but it's fun to learn on the fly. That's how we do things at Broad Street Hockey. More so, that's how Bill does things because he is an incredible procrastinator. Uh, So what was the ultimate, what was the final shot count? 33-20. You hold a team to 20 shots, uh, you should kill them, especially when you outshoot them by this amount. Uh, They said the shot attempt differential at some point in the third period. The Flyers were destroying them. Uh, Another issue they ran into tonight, though, was getting shots through. Sabres had 24 blocks. Flyers only had 11. So that's uh, taking out misses. That's what another... 33 and 24. I'm trying to do quick math here. 57 attempts, not including misses for the Flyers, and only 31 attempts, not including misses for the Sabres. It was, they really did own the puck for large chunks of this game, but the bigger issue was how bad the defensive breakdowns were in this one. Uh, When you just give up prime scoring chances at this rate, there's very little you can do to be able to uh to be able to stay in games and they have to get this cleaned up. Obviously we all want them to go out and get another defenseman. Matthias Ekholm is the sexy name we've all been hearing about. And I think he would help. Put him out there with Provorov, you're able to figure out the rest of the D from there. You're not maybe dressing seven defensemen playing gusset forward on certain shifts. They have seven out there tonight, but it's 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 an issue because even if they go out and get another top four defender, will that really fix it? Yes, it will help. It'll absolutely help. Bringing in more good players is never a bad thing, but it's not just it's not just about individuals on this team. It's everybody's effort on the defensive end, and that's really where I think uh, they're going to run into trouble. All right, I've rambled enough. Uh, this show, as I always say, is about you guys, the commenters, the listeners, not so much about me. So let's get to all your comments here. Uh, so first one, uh, Hunter Moyer says, Yo, Bill, what's up? Can hear you. Awesome. We hear you from Dan Martin. Excellent. Uh, Goat Nolan Patrick, never a doubt. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 51 and 90 in the uh, in the shootout now. Jeez, like shootouts are such a coin flip and the Flyers with their win and move to 51 and 90 all time in shootouts. That's ridiculous. But uh let's get to Dan Martin's back to Dan Martin's comment. Goat Goat Nolan Patrick never a doubt. Uh, I was uh, I was 
killing Nolan Patrick a little bit, not killing him, uh, but I was criticizing him a bit on Twitter early in the game because uh, he just had one of those, it was a through the legs or behind the back pass or something on a power play that was just to nobody, got intercepted, easy clear for the Sabres. And it's very frustrating watching Nolan Patrick because you see his skill. You really do see it, uh, and he has extreme confidence in himself as as uh, demonstrated by his willingness to try those uh, highlight real level passes and plays and stuff. But, man, this is 16 straight games now. He hasn't recorded a point, right? He didn't have one tonight, did he? Uh, let's see here. JVR from Farabee and Couturier, Hayes from Lawton and Braun, G from Voracek and Provorov, and ghost from Couturier and Farabee. So yeah, that's 16 straight games now. Nolan Patrick does not have a point. Uh, We've talked plenty about how I think he's playing better lately, especially when he was up on the wing uh, playing in that top six. But at a certain point, a forward without a point in 16 straight games is not playing that well. He absolutely has to pick it up. That said, you see instances like tonight where he's in a it's it's a high pressure situation a game that you absolutely should have already won now it's in a shootout they're depending on you and he comes through with a beautiful top shelf goal you see what he has in the tank and it's why everyone who says oh well let's give up on him first of all you don't give up on a player who makes nothing and who's under team control for the foreseeable future like you don't just give up on a guy like that yes if somebody wants him as part of a trade package that would you know considerably improve the team you absolutely consider trading him but you don't just give up on him um that's crazy talk And then when you see the little things he's able to do, like just go out and score on command, he's now what four for nine all time or yeah, four for nine all time in the shootout. Like that's a hell of a number. And he's really, you can see the skill, you know, how skilled he is. It's just a question of when he's going to put it all together. And he has not yet. I know uh, he's still young, but it's that draft pedigrees, that second overall pick. And then seeing who went three, four, five, I mean, imagine if Nolan Patrick is Kale McCarr. We're talking about adding another top four defenseman. <laughs> that wouldn't even be that wouldn't even be a question if you know those two guys are flipped. But you're stuck with Nolan Patrick, and hopefully he turns out. And you've got to just stick with him. But it's nights like tonight where he comes through in this sort of situation. You see how good he can be. Uh, from <laughs> 69, nice. Uh, it was a great win. But God, those first two periods were a train wreck. I wouldn't even say they were total train. Like second period, they win two one. I wouldn't even say the first two were complete train wrecks. I would just say when they make a a, a mistake defensively, uh, and maybe they were making these mistakes earlier in the season, and the goaltending was bailing them out better, and they were just scoring more goals because man, look around the league, goal totals were way up earlier in the season as compared to now. <sighs> when they make a mistake, it ends up in the back of the net every single time. Like even the goal Elliot let in, Elliot was very good. Shane Gosses bear. He's in position to make a defensive play, but instead of getting his body in front of it, he gets a stick on it and it deflects up and in over Brian Elliot. Of course, ghost makes up for it with his fourth of the year to tie the game uh, on the power play. No less and send it to overtime. That's, that's really good. You know, it's, it's a, uh, It's what you want to see out of Ghost. You always know he's not going to be a great defender. That goes without saying. You know Shane Gostas Bear is going to be 
at best break even defensively. But if he's break even defensively and a plus offensive player, especially helping this power play, you live with it and then some. Hopefully this is a uh, this you know, he's got four goals in his last. Let's check his game logs while we're here and talking about him. Come on, ghosts. Let's load here. Where are them game logs at? It's actually been a little bit. But yeah, he's got three goals in his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. So not as many as I thought. Uh, but you just, if he can be that positive offensive contributor in fixing this power play, it's um, it, it goes a long way to making this team a whole hell of a lot better. All right, from Matthew Nicolini. Voracek, best game this season. Yeah, he was uh, dominant on the puck early. He had one uh, from the onset, I mean. Uh, throughout the game, dominant on the puck. He was definitely more aggressive trying to get the puck into the center of the ice, and that's what I want to see out of Jake. There was a play early on in the game uh, where he had the puck on his stick, skated around the zone, burned some guys. And a lot a lot of times this season, he's, he's uh, settled for keeping the puck on the perimeter. He forced it into the middle. It didn't get where it was going. But it kind of showed me, okay, he's on it a little bit. And as the game went on, you just saw uh, his ability. And that's, again, Voracek can be a very frustrating player. I know I'm one of his uh, one of his more ardent defenders. But you always, like Patrick, I mean, much better than Nolan Patrick, not to compare the two. Look at Jake's career. My God, he's been awesome. But it, it, frustrating in the fact that you see how good he can be and just wish he could bring that if on every shift. Because if he did... Like he'd be one of the best players in the league. He'd be a like Drew level player. And while their point totals have been somewhat similar uh, since they've uh, joined forces here in the last decade or so, I don't think anyone would uh, would confuse Jake with G. That said, uh, just watch that overtime. Voracek and G is a duo. Uh, puck control crazy. This was, I think, maybe not Voracek's best game of the season, but it absolutely isn't crazy to say it was. I wouldn't say. From Lurie MN, our defense needs to play way better. Comment of the night. Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, glaringly obvious the weakness of this team is on the defensive end. They absolutely need to play better, and it's not just the defenders. The defenders themselves have to be better, not letting them, them off the hook by any means, but, you know, the center is the third defenseman. First man back is the third defenseman. Like I said on that, and I keep referencing it, I don't want to just point out Konechny because plenty of guys make mistakes, but I think it was just glaringly obvious. I believe it was the second Reinhardt goal. He's in position. He's standing there. Reinhardt's in front of him, and he just doesn't make a play. He's puck watching. They just do so much puck watching, and I won't even say just on defense. I think it is a problem on offense, too. This team scores at a decent clip, but, man, they could score even more if they moved their feet and found more open ice, uh, got into the slot more, tried to battle. Like, look at Giroux's goal tonight, battling in front, gets behind a defender, uh, fights the whole way, lifts the guy's stick, gets his back down to fight for the puck and put it in the net. That's what they need to do more often. Uh, whether it's fighting for open ice, fighting for rebounds, they have to do it way more, and it's just way too much puck watching, whether it's on offense or defense. This team would be really well served to just keep their skates moving more often. And, and that's like a uh, – a, I come on here all the time and say I hate to make just – 
blatant coaching cliches like, oh, keep your head on a swivel, keep your skates moving. But they just need to do these little basic things, and this team would be so much better. And they're already good. Look at their points total. Like, they're good. They're fine. But they could be better than fine. They could be a true cup contender if they just got some of the basics down a little bit. Uh, Another comment. Oh, skipped it. There we go. Uh, there, uh, skipped way down. There it is. Another comment from Lori MN. Also, Hart's issues are concerning. High glove is a killer. And that's, uh, I'm not going to sit here tonight and stick up for Carter Hart. That's not what I'm going to do. There are always excuses. Um, like in my group chat with some friends tonight who are big sports fans, they're even starting to make the Carson Wentz, uh, Carter Hart comparison and, like, it's just absolutely asinine. For, like, Carter Hart is 22. He is not yet as old as Carson Wentz was Carson's rookie year. Uh, Carter Hart has not suffered two career-altering injuries. He's not close to a prime-age athlete yet. Uh, that said, he is supposed to be the franchise goaltender, and he needs to be a lot better. I know the defense isn't playing well in front of him. They could help him out a lot more. But they're not playing well in front of Brian Elliott either. Now, there is something to the idea that they take more risks. Maybe they're a little looser with Carter Hart back there. Uh, They trust Hart more, so they take more risks. Maybe they just don't play as well. They're trying to fly the zone, get easier goals, uh, because they believe in that goalie a little more. They don't have to play as tight. But end of the day, Brian Elliott's just making more saves than Carter Hart, and that can't be. Uh, I, I like Brian Elliott a lot. I think he's an excellent backup. I think he's an ex- excellent mentor. Uh, given this schedule, they're in the midst of a 40-game and 71-day stretch. Uh, you're going to need both goalies, and it's awesome that Brian Elliott is playing well. But it is concerning that Carter Hart isn't making the saves he needs to make because for this team to reach its ultimate goal, which is, you know, I keep saying, they need to get to a final four. They need to be in what would be the conference final in a normal year. There are no conferences. So it's a final four this year Um, for them to reach that. And then really challenge for a Stanley cup. Carter Hart needs to be their goalie and he needs to be the guy. He needs to be the one stealing them a series, stealing them games. And he has not been that yet. I thought early in the season, maybe his save percentage wasn't what it should be, but he was locking games down in the third period. Uh, He was coming up with clutch, timely saves. He's not even getting the chance to do that at this point. He's been pulled three or four times this year. He's given up three or four goals way too many times. Uh, We can make all the excuses in the world for them. For him, some of them are completely valid. So I've made them. I'm making them now. I've made them to my friends in my group chat because I get all pissed when they talk, start talking uh, shit on Carter Hart. But he's supposed to be the franchise goalie. He has not lived up to his end of the bargain yet. Lots of guys could play a lot better for this team. Can't exclude him at this point anymore, though. Uh, from Ed McMahon, Patty and Oscar are getting so damn close. It was great to see Nolan in the shootout. N- nice touch by AV. And that's, I don't know how much they're practicing, and I don't know how much they're practicing shootouts. Uh, but I always assume, like, at a certain point, you just line the guys up and have them attempt shootouts just to see who maybe uh, is hot, who maybe has the most moves. And Nolan Patrick, for all the holes in his game right now, we know how skilled he is. He's awesome. I will say Oscar is getting a lot closer uh, playing with JVR and G. I think, you know, they're doing a lot of the work, but that's kind of the kind of player 
uh, Oscar Lindblom is good in the neutral zone and then gets gets to where he has to go on offense so that the uh, the guys who are better puck handlers uh, set up guys can get him the puck in front of that. He had a couple chances tonight. I'm going to stay patient with these two, but they do need to start contributing a little more than they have. Uh, Dan Martin again. At what point does Tarion get canned for the power play? It's embarrassing. It is. Uh, you know, Ghost gets the power play goal tonight. Just a bomb from the point. Couple guys in front, but man, it, in the second period, I tweeted as a joke. The Sabers were basically hackashacking the the impotent Flyers power play, and it seemed like they were. Uh, the Flyers would get offensive zone uh, offensive zone pressure. Sabres would take a power play, and then that was it. It would be two minutes of just trying to get set up and never really creating any chances. It is a huge group of guys who have been successful or should be successful on the power play in their careers. Claude Giroux, Jake Voracek, JVR, Ghost. Uh, I almost said Wayne Simmons. I realize he's not here anymore, but like Nolan Patrick, uh, Kevin Hayes. These are uh, Eric Gustafson, a bunch of dudes who should just be piling up points on the power play, piling up points on the power play. Uh, (laughs) uh, And they're just not. Uh, Maybe it'll get hot at some point. Maybe this ghost bomb is what they needed to get them going. It's a game tying goal late in the third to really give them life, uh, give them momentum to win the game. Ultimately, maybe this is the turning point, but I think Tarion at least has to be on the hot seat. I, I definitely believe, um, I definitely believe, you know, the, the special teams as a whole are holding them back. This power play should be a whole hell of a lot better. JVR, Farabee, and Coots are rolling. Yeah, it's especially JVR. Like Farabee, coming into the year, I liked him on the first line with Couturier just because of what I saw in spurts out of him last year, but didn't think he was actually, you know, a first line player. But with Couturier, he could give you that sort of production. JVR, I've just questioned this whole time. Like, do you want him playing those minutes against other top lines? Because if he's out there with Couturier, as good as this line is on offense, you know they have. Uh, defensive responsibilities, but man, it's even it, it's even hard to um, it, it's really hard not to take past impressions of a guy out of the equation for a year where he's just killing it. But you have to with JVR, even someone like me who's a big JVR defender, I, I know what he is. Like to, when they signed him, I said, hopefully he plays on a third line and contributes a ton on the top line power play. That's what I wanted out of him. Well, right now, he really is a line one player. He's playing that way all over the ice. Uh, that line is absolutely incredible. You know, the three of them have been so good. You wonder, uh, maybe they should break this line up, give give a guy like maybe TK. Um, maybe you move Patrick back to the wing, maybe Limblom. Maybe you give them the Dr. Couturier treatment, put them out there with Coots, try to get them going. But these three together have been so damn good. Uh, Sean Couturier, let me just... A joy to watch. I know he's always been great defensively. Maybe I'm just taking even more note of it this year because he's the defending Selkie Trophy champion. Uh, but does he win every puck battle? Like anytime there is a – he is – I'm not going to – I am going to compare him to Crosby. Screw it. This is my show. I can do whatever the hell I want. It's like I always said about Sidney Crosby, like one of the best players I've ever seen play, but you can't mark it. Um, oh, yeah, watch Crosby win every 50-50 puck. Like, oh, wow, yeah, real exciting. Watch Couturier, that's what it looks like right now. Anytime a guy, even the opponent could have the puck on their stick. If he gets within stick length of, of Sean Couturier, play's going the other way. 
He's just been on a different level since he's come back from his injury. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. From Allie Cooper, I don't think they should have pulled Hart. Moose let up three within the first three minutes a few days ago, and they didn't pull him. Yeah, um, different circumstances. You trust the veteran a little more. I had no problems with pulling Hart. Sometimes it's not even about Hart. It's about the rest of the team. It is a wake-up call. Like, we have to pull our franchise, our supposed franchise goalie, this young kid that everyone loves. We have to now embarrass him by taking him out of the game after one period. Because even though we only let up eight shots in the first period, three of them were prime scoring chances that ended up in the back of the net. So regardless of whose fault it is, it is a wake-up call to everybody. Like, yo, get your goddamn shit together. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on locker room. Sorry if I'm not. Think I'm allowed to. No one told me I can't, but it's how I feel. How was there no retaliation for Lazar uh, on Lazar for Lawton? Someone had to have seen it, even though the refs didn't. Yeah, first with the refs, uh, like the referee who dropped the puck had to get the hell out of there just because it was a it was you know a scrum where he was going to take a stick or a skate to the face. So I understand it. But there's a bunch of other officials out there. Someone had to see that, and it was dirty as hell. Um, on the Flyers' end, it was embarrassing. It was honestly embarrassing that nobody responded. Um, Scott Lawton, who's a heart and soul guy who would absolutely stick up for anyone out there on the ice. Uh, so I, I know you just took a 1-0 lead. You don't want to go to a penalty kill. I understand all these things. You have to believe in yourself enough that you can overcome the damn Buffalo Sabres who are a train wreck uh, to to risk taking a penalty and putting someone on their ass. I really thought the Sabres responded like crazy to that play. They saw one of our guys just take a dirty hit and no one do anything. And I thought that gave them some momentum. And it wasn't long after that that they had the lead in the game, even though we had just taken a one nothing lead. Uh, that was Trevor Voles made that comment, and then Lori said, I was wondering that too. I've given them a pass for some of their lack of toughness. You know, the best response to a dirty hit is always, yeah, let's just go score. But, man, it's it's getting to be a problem. It really is getting to be a problem. I don't need a Zach Ronaldo out there. I just need somebody who's willing to stick up for their teammates, and so far no one has. Uh, Nolan listened to BSH last Monday and had to prove you guys wrong. 
I would love to be, and that's from Allie Cooper as well, I would love to be the reason Nolan Patrick gets things going. Nothing would make me happier. Uh, I'm not married to any of my takes, uh, especially the ones that are negative. I hope to be wrong. Like, it would give me great joy <laughs> to to be freaking wrong about uh, some players on this team. And maybe Nolan Patrick gets it going from here. Maybe the this is the impetus for him to really get rolling, getting this clutch, uh, getting this clutch uh, shootout goal tonight. Uh, it would be awesome if this was this was the beginning of him proving all of us wrong. Also, pretty quick hook on Hart by AV. No, just try and get the boys rolling. Yeah, I think it was as much about the team as it was Carter. That said, Carter Hart has to be better. I know they're not playing well in front of you, Ed, uh, but dude just has to be better. It's his job. I know he's only 22. I realize all these things. Everyone has their ups and downs, especially freaking goaltenders. Um, Carter Hart has to be better. Nolan uh, from Allie Cooper again. Nolan also didn't play for a year and a half, so he's just behind in his development compared to those in his draft year. It's a it's a it's a valid point, but it's also part of it. It's like it, it's hard to hold injuries against the guy. You don't want to fully understand, but man, when you see those other players out there dominant at points in their careers. And then you see Nolan Patrick, uh, the guy whose tag is 69. Uh, he says 66 points in 160 games, 167 games for Patrick and only five points in 22 games this year. I'm not sure why the fan base still has the training wheels on him. He needs to take the next step this season. If the team wants to make a run this year, absolutely agree. We talked about Nolan Patrick's development early in this season and it's not fair to him because of what's what's held him back so far just in terms of injuries and not getting uh, enough time to develop but I'm not saying he's the most important player but the position he's supposed to hold 3c that's like the big hole in this offense it's what they were looking to fill so much last year uh those second or those third and fourth center positions it's why they had to go get a Nate Thompson and a Derek Grant just to have some level of competency uh, with him out of the lineup. If they're able to roll those lines and Nolan Patrick is able to be what he's supposed to be, maybe this team's offensive depth will be enough to overcome their defensive deficiencies. It's not fair. I know the guy missed the time. He had the migraine disorder. He was hurt coming into the league, all that. Life ain't fair, though. Barry Hauser says the Sabres found a way to make the 3-3 overtime boring for about half of the five minutes. They were very clearly okay with getting to the shootout because a coin flip is the best opportunity they've had uh, to win a game in quite some time. I've noticed G has been driving the net looking for deflections slash rebounds while in the offensive zone in the past few games instead of playing uh, instead of playing from the perimeter, and that's from 69 as well. Yeah, I think, you know, when a guy, especially in the before the last couple games where he scored some goals like Giroux wasn't scoring and what do they tell you what does every coach every commentator every analyst every you know armchair every armchair analyst say uh if you're not scoring get to the dirty areas and that's what Giroux's doing uh he's leading by example he's doing the things uh the rest of the team needs to do getting into the battles and ultimately, he's coming away with points and goals because of it. I'm a huge fan of the way G has been playing this year. 
All right, from Laura Murphy, what I think people don't realize with Nolan, and I'm not making excuses, just people need to understand the circumstances that he's playing in, that he's playing in every night. Just because he is back and playing hockey does not mean his migraine disorder has magically gone away. Not saying cradle him, but maybe understand why he is not producing as much as someone who does suffer through what he has suffered through. Yeah, Laura, I understand. Um, life ain't fair, though. That's, that's really all I have to say about Nolan Patrick. He's a key to this team. Is he the most important guy? He's not, but he's in a position right now where he could be driving a line, driving a third line, a really good third line that would be so huge for matchups in a playoff series. Uh, And really just night to night in the regular season too, he needs to be better. And I would love it if uh, if he takes off from here, but we haven't seen it yet. We've seen glimpses. Tonight, he comes through with the clutch goal. Nolan Patrick has to be better, though. Uh, There's all the excuses in the world for the guy, but he has to be a whole lot better. Dan Morton says, thanks, Bill. Love this format. Uh, We're still open, right? Yeah, my timer's still going. Do we have any more... uh, any more comments here? I got I got some more time to fill. Uh, I guess I can do it without the comments. That's absolutely okay with me. Other takeaways from this game as uh, I wait for maybe some more people to find their way in here. Uh, yeah, here we go. Will this be archived? Yeah, uh, Lori, this will end up in the uh, on the podcast feed as all of our as all the post games do. We're just testing maybe seeing if this is the best possible format for the uh, for the post games if it's twitch i'm i'm enjoying this so far uh it's a learning process for all of us i, I i'm kind of thrown off not having a video element even though i just watch myself the whole time uh it kind of keeps me more on track but we're learning uh this will absolutely be uh this will absolutely be on the podcast feed though so you won't miss any of it i'll get it up as normal uh right there so all of you can enjoy it not just live, but on the podcast as well. All right, from Brandon Berenger. I've noticed the boys are coming up empty on a lot of these passes to the slot this season. It seems they are hesitant to really drive the play. I think they just have to – teams are trying to take away the middle of the ice. That's every team's defensive strategy. Don't give you the high-danger areas. Uh, But they are kind of settling a little too much on the perimeter, and that's why uh, a previous comment talking about Giroux driving the net, Giroux looking for rebounds and deflections and stuff, I think it's huge uh, that he's kind of leading the charge in that, and hopefully a lot of players take note and uh, really follow his lead because, yeah, this team is scoring a ton. They are able to score, but if they just did some little things, especially on the power play, Man, I, I have, I've said it a bunch of times. This team could score like the 80s Oilers, given their depth on offense. Obviously, there's no Gretzky, no Messier, all that. I know. I'm just saying, what they roll out there, you know, 12 deep on offense, they could they could be the best offense in the league if they just kind of, like you said, they've been coming up uh, coming up a little empty on these passes to the slot. They the chemistry and communication doesn't seem to be there, especially on the power play, but. It seems like when someone you know throws a pass into the slot, no one's there. When uh, when a player does find himself open in the slot, maybe a goalie makes a great save, or maybe the guy with the puck has his head down and he's uh, you know playing with it on the perimeter. It just they they haven't seen uh, they they just haven't seemed to be able to connect on a lot of those high danger uh, plays like passes into the slot, passes from behind the net that were so successful last year. 
Uh, Fletcher clearly will need to make a trade for D help, but it, uh, but is this team even good enough to trade away picks and prospects for a flip player like Ekholm or someone else who might only be a rental? Yeah, I think they are. Like, first of all, the draft, if you're following this, like, the draft is going to be uh, a goddamn crap show this year. I don't even know what to make of it. Uh, they don't know when the they're pushing to have the draft at its normal time, maybe in July, maybe in September, maybe in early 2022. And also, it's I'm not saying sell everything. It's not sell every single piece you have, leave the cupboard as bare as it was when Hextall took over. But you're always – they're in the hunt. They are not an elite team. But they are on that next level. Um, it's okay to go out and go for it. Like it's not, it's not an all or nothing proposition. Well, they're not the best team, so they should do nothing. No, take your shot. Try to be good enough. It's 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 totally reasonable to give up a couple of pieces for like a Matthias Ekholm. If he's just a rental, he's just a rental. Um, and I know a lot of people are worried about the expansion draft, especially uh, in this situation. You don't want to lose a Sandheim or a Myers. Sandheim's one thing. He's been really good lately. Like, why at this point, if we have a JVR or a Jake uh, unprotected, why would they take Phil Myers? Like, what has he done to been like, oh, that's the player we need to steal? Could he end up being the their, like, William Carlson, the guy who hadn't broken out yet and then ultimately is, like, a top pair worthy defenseman? He absolutely could be, but I'm not in that much fear of losing a Phil Myers. I Yeah, maybe they take him. His, his potential's through the roof. Um, obviously, his measurables, his size, his speed, all that. But... Uh, I'd rather, like, if you have a chance, even just the slightest chance to compete, which they do, more than the slightest chance. This is a very good team. Didn't show it through all 60 minutes tonight, but I think we all watched enough of this game to see they kind of dominated most of it, uh, despite their defensive issues. You go for it. It's not... We're not in acquire assets mode anymore. This team is good enough to win. The goaltending has to be better. The team defense needs to come around. All these things are true, but look around the league. How many teams would you say are head and shoulders better than the Flyers? How many? Vegas, yes. Maybe Toronto, but I'm still, you know, Toronto's team defense, the way they're able to like hold McDavid to zero points through three games and everything. But look at them. They're hitting a little skid right now, too. Um, I think Colorado's awesome, but look at their record. They haven't been great this year. Tampa, obviously, really good. Look around the league. How many elite teams are there, and how many will you actually have to beat to get to a Final Four, to get to a Cup Final? This team is more than good enough to compete. They should absolutely go for it. Again, it's not sell everything. It's not give up the farm, give up every draft pick for the next 10 years, but it is... Time to start consider winning is important. This is a team that's been to, what, two conference finals since the lockout, one Stanley Cup final, uh, and it was 11 years ago. Like, it's time to put the foot on the gas a little again. Phil Stevenson, uh, maybe dress eight defensemen next time. It's... Um, it's not just the defensemen, but point taken. This team defense and the defenders themselves have not been good enough this year. Steve Ziegler, with the condensed schedule, they need to bury these bad teams. Uh, these types of uh, grinded-out games are going to leave them with nothing in the tank if they make a habit out of it. Absolutely. Um, that said, like, 
their last three games against Buffalo have been three nothing shutouts. They need to be better than they were at points tonight. They still kind of dominated long stretches of this game, hit a bunch of posts. I know no one wants to hear that, and I'm kind of cringing saying it because you don't get points for trying. But this take away a couple of mistakes. Don't beat yourself on a few shifts. It's these little stretches of a couple of minutes where they just – completely implode on themselves and then end up being down two to three goals that if they're just able to eliminate a mistake or two a game, they really are kind of burying these teams. I I know, you know, they lose uh, three out of four um, in a four game stretch against, you know, three with Pittsburgh and one with Washington. They lose those games, but going into that, they were like 11, one and one against not Boston. They kind of have taken care of business for the most part this season against the inferior teams. Uh, 69 again says, I agree, Bill. We need a guy that is willing to drop the gloves on this team. I don't think that Lazar would have tried that on Lawton if there was a Ryan Reeves on the ice. Opposing players won't take a run at our players if they know they'll have to answer the bell. There's some value to that. I still think they will. Like, I, I, I don't think... I don't think those guys are are like preventing crime out there. I don't think they're, you know, I don't think guys actually think, oh, I can't do that because Ryan Reeves is out. No, I still think the stuff will happen, but I do think there's something to they see the Flyers not respond and then they draw momentum from that. Like it's especially a team like Buffalo who's just throwing it all against the wall just to win a game. Like they have one win since I think maybe two wins since January 31st. Like they're absolutely terrible. Their franchise is in disarray. There's questions of whether Jack Eichel's actually hurt or if he just doesn't want to be there. Um, I think he's legitimately hurt, but I also think it's like, yeah, my back's tight tonight. I don't want to, and I have no idea what the injury is. They're saying upper body that can, you know, is your wrist upper or lower body? I have no idea. Uh, he is dealing with some things, but it's just, it's a franchise with so much, so many questions, so many issues. Like they see a little bit of an opening, like, oh man, they didn't answer for that clearly dirty play. Can we take advantage a little bit? Can we draw something from that? Can we draw them into a rock fight? Uh, and make this a 50-50 game where it shouldn't be because the Flyers are so much damn better. And we saw what happened after that. From the time the Flyers scored that goal and then Lawton on that faceoff, you know, up up until the end of the first, it was it was Buffalo kind of taking care of things. I'm not asking for a goon, just someone that's not afraid to drop the gloves that can also produce. And those guys are hard to come by. Like it's hard to find a Wayne Simmons. It's hard to find a Tom Wilson. If one of them guys were out there, I would love it. Would love to go and get one of those guys. But finding the ones that can actually also produce uh, is tough. And it's been like, I kind of thought Scott Lawton was going to be one of those guys. I kind of thought NAK was going to be one of those guys. And they haven't gotten to that point yet. Uh, Ed McMahon. <laughs> To your point, Bill, uh, a little more pushback is desperately needed from this team. We can't keep getting shoved around by teams like Boston. Don't want a Zach Ronaldo or, uh, you know, whoever, but I'd, I'd sure as hell take a Wayne Simmons. And who wouldn't? Every team would want a Wayne Simmons. There's a reason he was coveted by Toronto, a team that, you know, whether it's it's lip service or not, has all the skill in the world and knows they have to be tougher. Like, it's a it's a thing for them. They want to be a lot better uh, than they have been in those situations. So uh, those guys are hard to come by. If there was a bunch of them available, 
they wouldn't be as special. There's a reason Wayne Simmons is so damn revered in this town. Like, you know, Claude Giroux gets blamed for the team's failures, even though he's been one of the most productive players of the last decade, while Wayne Simmons, a streaky goal scorer, is a, a folk hero because he also played that game that we love and did those things like stick up for teammates. Um, it's hard to come by if they're able to find a cheap, productive enough player like that to insert into the lineup uh, at the trade deadline. That would be cool. I wish someone like Nicholas Albay-Cubell could kind of step up into that role, though. I thought Phil looked much better with Provy tonight. Huge fan of Phil, but I agree we need much more right now. And it's not just Phil Myers. Like, Phil Myers has been good enough. He's been in and out of the lineup. He's been dealing with some things. It's a weird year. I like Phil Myers a lot. I think his potential is top pair defenseman, which he was out there as tonight. But he could be better. You know, let's, it's, he could be a whole lot better. It would be a good idea for the Flyers to get some muscle for the stretch drive. And I don't want that to be like their primary objective. Their primary objective, first of all, needs to be a top four defenseman like an Ekholm, uh, somebody like that. That needs to be the number one goal. If you can get, you know, uh, a top six forward, a top four defenseman, a guy who really makes a difference, whether it's on offense or defense, good players should be the real, you know, breaking news. Good players are good. It's nice to have them. Like somebody like that should be the the goal. But I desperately want somebody on this roster to just take up that mantle, whether it be a Lawton, whether it be an NAK, whether it be Robert Haig, just somebody to step up and say, enough is enough. You can't hurt our guys anymore. These dirty shots are not going to go unanswered. Again, I don't think it'll stop it, but I do think there's just something to a team like Buffalo seeing no answer and going, Maybe we can get these guys. Give them no hope. If Lazar does that and then uh, gets knocked out, they have no momentum. But I think they drew a little momentum from it tonight. Uh, Vinny Lucchese, I just joined. Are we happy or angry because we need to be better? Uh, I'm I'm ultimately happy with the result. They get the two points. That's what matters. They come back. Uh, they show that they're a whole lot better than Buffalo. And they dominated long stretches of this game. That said, yeah, they do need to be a whole lot better. They need to just not make these ridiculous blown coverage, terrible mistakes in the defensive zone that are just free goals, free high danger chances. One or two mistakes a game, if you're able to eliminate, I mean, what would their record be? Just uh, these couple of minute stretches where they're just lost and watching the puck, chasing the puck. We've seen it in multiple games. Some of them they've won. Like they came back from 3-0 against Pittsburgh. They erased a deficit tonight. We see how good they can be if they're just able to eliminate these uh, lapses, these lapses in judgment, these just dips in play for a few minutes at a time. Uh, they would be so much better. And maybe we would be talking about them as an elite team. Uh, I think the goaltending has dipped in the last couple of weeks. I thought it was really good to start the season, maybe even if the numbers didn't show it fully. Uh, The goaltending needs to be better as well. But if they could just play fractionally better in front of their goaltenders, uh, it it would make a world of difference. Uh, Phil Stevenson. Farabee is he a young Giroux both late first round picks nothing athletically overwhelming but intensely competitive and are aware on the ice yeah Farabee now picking up some of these assists on real nice plays is great to see too um 
maybe not a young Giroux, like, man, and hell, it would be absolutely awesome. Like, Giroux, again, one of the most productive players of the last decade. Uh, he's been awesome. He's the captain. He's, uh, like, if they win a cup, he's going to the Hall of Fame, as unfair as that is. I, if he gets one, he goes. If he doesn't, maybe he doesn't. Uh, but Farabee has been impressive, and he's much further along in his development uh, than I could have ever asked for at this point in his career. Really happy to see what Farabee's doing, and I'm happy to see him producing consistently. It's not just, oh, a nice highlight goal, maybe a couple of goals, and then you know he disappears for a couple games. No, he has been bringing it every night, and part of that, I'm sure, is playing with Sean Couturier. How could it not be? When you're playing with Sean Couturier, you're going to have the puck in transition. You're going to have the puck in the offensive zone. It's just what happens when you have a 1C like Sean Couturier out there driving play, causing the turnovers, making the defensive uh, plays, turning them to offense like he does. Farabee has absolutely been holding up his end of the bargain doing what they've asked him to do, though. So is he the next Giroux? I mean, yeah, sure, awesome. He might be, you know, five, six years too late, but he might also just be that sniper that this team has been looking for. Like, look at... Look at look at Pasternak's numbers to this through this many games in his career. Just look at their game logs. Uh, take it upon yourself. I did this a few games ago, so I don't have the exact comparison. But check out Pasternak through this many games in his career and his numbers. Check out Farabee through this many games in his career and his numbers. Pretty, pretty close. Pretty close. Uh, a chance Lazar gets a call tomorrow morning. Uh, I would... Like, if he gets a fine for it, I wouldn't be shocked, but there was no injury on the play. Lawton comes back, has an awesome assist afterwards, plays a great game. We know that this league governs by result. There was no injury on the play, so I would be absolutely shocked. All right, everybody. I think we are going to wrap it up there. Uh, We're closing in on the 50-minute mark. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, As always, if you haven't already, Check out that, uh, Jesus, nope, that's not what I always say. If you haven't already, click that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and boom, content delivered to you daily, whether it's these post games, checking out the competition, which are uh, our pregame shows that Kelly Hinkle hosts, previewing that uh, that evening's opponent. Uh, you know, we have our flagship show, BSH Radio, obviously, Fly Purbly, Forecast. There's just so much content, I can't even name it all. Uh, and like, I'm the host, you know, I, I don't even know how many shows we have. It's that much. It's all the Flyers content you'll need. Just search Broad Street Hockey, wherever there are podcasts, click subscribe. And hey, while you're, while you're there, maybe leave us a five-star review. Say something nice about it. It really helps uh, with the algorithm for the rankings of the podcast. And honestly, I'm an egomaniac and it validates me as a human being and my choices in life. So do all that and help us out. Uh, So that's it. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. Until next time, have a great week, everybody.